Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. 200 episodes, holy fuck. And hopefully another 200 in the pipe. Things are a-brewing, I got good things a-brewing. I can't tell you yet, because I can't. I've made promises. There's good shit happening, friends. Just you wait. Just you wait and see. I was hoping to have merch ready. But I got um, the company I was using, which is a company I used a long time ago when I had another blog <clears throat> back in like the, the late 2000s, uh, has really gone downhill. The t-shirts are fucking garbage and the mugs are also fucking garbage. They don't have any heft to them. They're thin like teacups and it's like, no, they're going to break. I don't want my mugs to break. The mugs I had a long time ago didn't break. I have some friends who still have them, and they're still around. So I'm going to go another avenue, but I've got the uh, got the logo, got etc. going, and I haven't switched over the podcast yet because I may still dick around with that a touch. But um, the new logo is going to be, it's Led Zeppelin lettering, just the heart of Markness with the Led Zeppelin single uh, symbols beneath it um looks cool all right all right 200 episodes i started this i think i started this in 2017 very very sporadically those who were back at the beginning i didn't have a good microphone i had well i had an okay mic. i had a, i had a stage microphone run through a converter <clears throat> into my laptop and that was kind of shitty Sometimes I just used my laptop mic, which was extra shitty. And I wasn't familiar with Audacity, and not that I've gotten much more familiar with it, but I'm way more familiar with the things on it I use. So, there's more consistent quality. I'm not using compression, yada, yada, yada. It's better. You guys know that. But the biggest thing was when I first started, I didn't think anybody would listen to this or hear it. So I just did it for me and didn't keep a schedule. And then at one point I even skipped like 11 months between episodes. And that's when I came back and said, okay, I do want to do this and I want to do this. So I'm going to treat it like a job. And I do, you know, unless there's a real reason not to, I'm here. And having that, the Patreon, um, keeps me honest because then I'm beholden, which kicks into my customer service mind so instead of going fuck them this is my podcast i want to play video games i go no i have an obligation so every week thereafter chug 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 unless i'm sick or just not around out of town there's been podcasts and then came the pandemic <clears throat> which some people will tell you didn't exist i don't care what you think about it i don't care what i think about it <clears throat> but it happened, and there was a time when most of the world was stuck at home waiting to see what happened in quarantine. And when that happened, I started cranking out bonus episodes, classic rock episodes, other artists, other Mike Millard recordings, basically just for something for me to do. And that also resonated, and <clears throat> a lot of you guys really liked it. That's where I, I got... A lot of people listening and um, that was dandy 
And I still do that. In fact, I just put out a classic rock episode the other day. What was it, Mark? I can't for the life of me remember. Jesus. Whatever it was, it was a couple days ago and you guys saw it. Jeff Beck? No. Bob Dylan? Maybe. No, I have a Bob Dylan one in the pipe. Hmm. Holy shit, I have to look. What did you do two days ago, Mark? I don't know. Oh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Yeah, yeah, David Crosby. Okay. There we go. There we go. I am member. I've got a lot in process right now. I have the patron episode loaded up and ready to record. That's a good one. I have another classic rock episode. As I mentioned, it's a Bob Dylan show from 1988. Another Mike Millard tape. I had sworn that I had done it, but I scrolled through and it doesn't look like I have. I've done a fair few Bob Dylan shows because I love them. But it doesn't look like I've done that one. So that one's going to go up soon. And today, tonight, this morning, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we are going to have a little bit of a hybrid of reminiscing, which will be boring because I'm just going to talk. That's part of this podcast. Um, listening to a couple of important songs. I'm not going to play... You know, the natural thing is like, I want to play my favorite fucking Zep songs, but I've already done that on the 100th episode, which is a good one. If you're fairly new to that, go back, listen to that one. That one's already fun. Um, <clears throat> so, but I am playing a few things that came out since the 100th episode that were noteworthy and things that I liked. And I'm going to start off by playing something that I never, I said I would never play on this podcast which is a jam session. I, I, I've been against uh, studio outtakes and jam sessions and things like that, things that were outright stolen from the band, um, mainly because when I first started my podcast, no, when I second started my podcast, there we go, when I restarted it in 2018, um, I have a friend whose sister is a lawyer and attorney for Pandora Internet Radio, and that sister told me that, no, 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 you don't play that. However, I've heard others play similar things. And if I have to take this episode down, I will take this episode down. Basically, whatever. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's not going to be a regular thing. It is if you're a patron, then you get the studio outtakes and the rehearsals and the evolution of songs we did the evolution of no quarter the evolution of uh something else. in the light evolution of what was the last one <laughs> i just answered a, a patron email who said they like it messages let's see <laughs> oh shit i don't know oh, notifications that's where it is notifications Oh, it was in the light. Okay, cool. And tonight, I have a couple I won't tell you, because patrons may be listening. No, fuck it. Uh, tonight is um, Midnight Moonlight. Swan song. From the uh, physical graffiti days, I guess, is when it's uh, attested to. But I don't know. It sounds like its own thing. It's a, they're studio tracks. And... Um, Sounds like Bonzo and Jimmy. It doesn't sound like Jonesy playing the bass. It doesn't sound like Jonesy's bass. 
Sounds like somebody playing a detuned guitar, like a demo, like Pete Townsend does when he does Who demos or did Who demos. So I think it's Jimmy, Jimmy, and Bonzo. But anyways, that's on the patron thing. That'll be going up before the end of the month. Probably go up this weekend because I don't think I'll have time to do it tonight and tomorrow. I'm not going to be around. What about Saturday? What about Saturday? That's this weekend. What the fuck did I just say? All right. <clears throat> Why is he so argumentative? Because I'm deeply insecure, which you've already established if you've been listening. But I plug along because you guys are all nice. You guys are all wonderful, in fact. So to thank you for being wonderful. Oh, since the 100th episode, I've done interviews too. Not a lot. Not a lot. I've done two, and they were excellent. I enjoyed them. People enjoyed them. Leds Up News was the most recent one. So good. But let's listen to a song. It's been nine minutes. Here's what I want to play. It is listed on some bootlegs as Untitled Instrumental. It is listed on some bootlegs as Hots On For Nowhere, which it isn't other than you can kind of fit the rhythm in, kind of. So maybe it became Hots On To Nowhere, but it is not Hots On To Nowhere. What it is, is a fun jam with uh, just Bonzo. Listen to Bonzo. Listen to Bonzo. And again, I say, listen to Bonzo. This is uh, 1974-ish. And it's the band No Robert, just the boys working out a tune. Enjoy.
Bonzo has a potty mouth. <laughs> so yeah, lighthearted, the band just fucking around. They mentioned 16 track tape or 15 track tape at the beginning. 15 would be the joke. Um, <clears throat> so they're apparently in the studio. Because usually when they jam jam, they just jam with a tape or, you know, a cassette recorder or a reel-to-reel open in the middle of the room to capture the room sound. This is probably that. <clears throat> Who knows? I love it. I've loved this since I first heard it 30 years ago. Maybe, maybe more. But yeah, it was on uh, Tangible Vandalism, I think I got. F- tangible Vandalism or Physically Present? One of those. Super cool, and I love it. I wish there was more of that stuff kicking around, but um, there isn't. And there's not a lot of outtake stuff because Zeppelin didn't fuck around in the studio that much. Not like Bob Dylan or the Rolling Stones who go into the studio to create the album, which is why Dylan has all those bootleg series releases. There's one that's going out Friday, the 27th. So it's out in a good part of the world already. That's like a five disc of the Time Out of Mind outtakes. And you know what? It's not five discs worth of good, but it's definitely a solid disc of, oh my fucking God, amazing. And that's how he works. Not our Zeppelin boys. They work out their, oh my fucking God, amazing. Then they go into the studio and they crank it out. Like professionals, they don't waste time nor money, studio-wise. And in that vein, I have one more rehearsal that I want to play for you. This is from May of 1978, Clearwell Castle in Wales. This was kind of a summit meeting after the ridiculously tragic death of Robert's dear son, Carrick. In July of 77, Robert took, obviously, a sabbatical. And as far as he was concerned, he was out of the band and out of music. He was going to become a teacher at a Rudolf Steiner school, which is, I think that's what the Waldorf schools are now, at least here in America. Super cool, super progressive. Um, Bonzo got him back into it, and they, they convened the band, reconvened the band, in May of 78 at Clearwell Castle. Basically, to jam fuck around and see if Robert wanted, if they could get Robert, you know, interested and passionate about being in Led Zeppelin again. And when he came back, he came back. I mean, a different man came back, (laughs) a man with conditions, man who said, I am not a junkie. I am not addicted to cocaine, nor am I an alcoholic. You guys all are straighten that shit out. I'm not going on big, long world tours again. I'm not going to be gone away from my family for months. So if we do things, I want to do large festivals. The people come to us. Large shows, big arena shows where people come to us. And then go home so I can be with my family. Maybe. And everybody better get their shit together. And everyone was like, okay, Robert, you betcha, you betcha. And they did, kind of, sort of, for a while. But it all fell apart because... You can't trust junkies and cocaine addicts and alcoholics to stick to their guns because they've got problems. So we all know what happened after that. But this particular meeting was kick-ass. It was very high energy. People came. The boys took it seriously. 
They didn't come to fuck around, and they have they rehearsed uh, Carasalambra. So you can, you can hear that live. I'm not playing that. That's too long. But um, they did rehearse a song that was never heard anywhere else other than this one jam. Tentatively called Fire or Say You Want to Leave Me. It is pretty cool. I mean, it's just the bare bones. Um, people said it's what it, it turned into uh, Closer by The Firm. It didn't turn into Closer. It just uses the same pentatonic, I mean, the same pentatonic things that Jimmy was doing in the song you just heard. That's just a pentatonic sequence. It's it's not it's not writing closer. It's just easy easy music. So here it is, May nineteen seventy eight, Clearwell Castle. Kicking the tires, scraping the rust off, seeing if there's any juice left in the old girl, Led Zeppelin, unreleased song that is really kick ass. Enjoy.
That's exciting. There's still gas in the tank. They sounded good. Sounded like they were having fun. What I would love to hear that's on my Holy Grail list is the rehearsals, uh, I think it was January 77 in Emerson Lake and Palmer's Manticore Studios. That's the pic- That's the uh, sessions where you see Jimmy playing the pedal steel, wearing the flowery red blouse and the um, uh, Quaalude shirt. And it's the same one where you have the picture of them all together, Jimmy playing the big uh, hollow body electric and uh, Bonzo dressed as a teddy boy, more as a teddy boy and uh, all of, you know, you know the ones. And if you don't, then it doesn't matter. But I would love to hear those sessions. They did, uh, Babe, I'm Going to Leave You and things like that. I would love to hear what they had up their sleeves somewhere. Those tapes are sitting around and holy moly, would that be great. Mm. But yeah, I don't recognize any other Zep song in that song that they just played. Fire. Say you want to leave me. So... Boy, would that, I mean, you'd think that, that would have come out with the deluxe editions of In Through the Outdoor if they took it into the studio, um, but who knows? Their track selection for their latter-day deluxe editions, the In Through the Outdoor deluxe edition is a super disappointment. Here's In the Evening. Here's In the Evening, 98% the same. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess slim pickings, but such is life. All right, those are the only two uh, rehearsal things I'm going to play for you. What I want to play for you now, we're moving into the just some of my favorite and standout tracks. One of which I haven't played because it's from the BBC sessions. Oh, so that may fuck me, huh? Well, we'll see it. It is from something something, 1971, Paris Theater. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, I really don't know. I don't have the notes, so... You know when it is. 1971 Paris Theater BBC recording. It is the unedited version of Communication Breakdown. And I think, oh, did I pick the right one? I just assumed I did. Well, if I didn't, I will immediately correct myself or erase this so you'll never know. But has the cool Isley Brothers, it's your thing, do what you want to do. Badass. So enjoy that. And I will be back shortly. Ha! I'm back. Yes, I was wrong. It's not the 1971 version. It's the June 27th, 1969 version that has what I want. So let's listen to that. Here you go.
had that on a Maxell XL90 cassette tape from like 1985 on a radio broadcast, rebroadcast of the BBC shows. And I wore that thing out. I love that Isley Brothers. It's not the only time they did it, but it's, for me, the best. And then I had a Neutral Zone label CD of this show from 1990. And it had uh, super, super old-school stereo. Like Bonzo on the right side and Jonesy on the left side. Like, extreme, panned hard. But, um, sounds great. I hope you're enjoying this. I am. I've got one more for you, I think. Is that it? Just one more for you? No, a shitload more for you. Good. Well, not a shitload, but a couple. All right. Um, One of the most noteworthy uh, shows and tracks to come out in the last few years was uh, during that wonderful uh, summer of the Dogs of Doom, or year, or two years of the Dogs of Doom at their heyday. Um, all those new releases, one of which was uh, Bloomington 1975, where you got a really nice live levy. And here it is when the levy breaks. I love it. Thank you, Led Zepp Film. Thank you, Dogs of Doom, for everything you did. For however long you were around, you guys changed everything. Here we go. And remember Badge Holders Blues? That was amazing. God damn. All right, here we go.
which was followed a few songs later by the wanton song which should have stayed in the set they pulled that off well even with robert's voice when he was sick even with jimmy's finger etc it was a great song and it seemed to go well i don't know why they didn't do it but they didn't after a while but they did it a little and they did it at the same show that we just heard and you know what i wasn't gonna but it's good so why not wanton song same show january something 1975 enjoy it Come on. 
Andre, president of the group. He was born in Jerusalem. And pianist John Paul Jones. It's called No Quarter. There's some darkness there. There's some evil in that. <clears throat> Dark. In the way, um, like in 1977, people, Pink Floyd fans, going to see Floyd in 77. And uh, yes, they did Animals, which was very, very dark indeed for the first time. Um, and then they do Dark Side, and then they, if you're lucky, they do Echoes. But um, seeing Floyd and having seen Dark Side and uh, Machine and maybe back in the hippy-dippy days, and then seeing them do the Animals tour and being like, fuck, that's grim, that's dark. Physical Graffiti, some of the tracks, Sick Again, Wanton Song, are dark. There's a darkness to them. There's an edge that isn't like a cool rock and roll edge, but just a ooh, little bit of sleaze. <clears throat> Which Zeppelin had the dirtiness and the naughtiness and the um, salaciousness. But now it wasn't so much with... Now the smile seemed to have a little bit of a sinister glint. I don't know. Who knows? To me, anyways. Well, TLDR, it was good. And you may not have noticed because it was so expertly done. But... <clears throat> that was actually a merge of the soundboard and audience source. There was a point, and um, I won't tell you, but I bet if without me telling you, you wouldn't be able to tell when it switched over. I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> this was a Led Zepp film source mix. So instead of having the soundboard just crap out mid-song, which always is jarring, he uh, used the audience tape. Which isn't great, but... You got to finish the song and it worked. So yay, Led's up film. I miss him. I'm sorry the drama and assholeness and uh, the harsh lessons of life that have to be learned um, drove him away for a while. I hope he comes back because he did a lot of good work and he can still do that good work, the same good work. Um... Just maybe with a little more wisdom. I don't know. Eric, I love you, man. I want my book back at some point. Uh, but finish the project. All right. It's pretty oblique for the general public. All right. What next, friends? What next indeed? What do I have next? I don't even remember. Oh, now's a good time. Um, when I was recording this originally on Thursday, I got... Uh, a couple hours into it as far as the work on it not the not the program length but um i was a couple hours deep into the into this episode and uh it was during levy in fact <clears throat> i was uh playing air drums along as you do and my right foot keeping up with bonzo as i do <laughs> was tapping on the power cord to my laptop. And at some point, it had unplugged it. I did not notice this. It unplugged it not out of the wall, but out of the little uh, brick. The part that goes to the wall. Brick in the wall. Uh, the part that goes to the power socket, and then other side of it plugs into the brick, was pulled out of the brick enough to disconnect it, but not enough to actually pull it out. 
while I was drumming by my stupid foot. And my laptop battery is shit because my laptop is about 12 years old. So the battery is kaput. It used to have about five minutes of charge so that if I wanted to move it, you know, from here to there, I could. But now it just doesn't. It just unplugs like like you like a regular computer without a battery. You turn it, you know, you unplug it, it turns off. It, so or it has a, you know, 30 seconds. Whatever. I didn't notice it and then everything just went black. And I realized that I had not saved a thing, which is completely completely out of character for me. Not that I'm diligent. You guys can probably tell that there's quite a bit of uh, disorder and chaos in my life. But <clears throat> I do these okay, and I, I save, just like gaming. In fact, it's very much like gaming. You know, the one time you're not going to save is the one time you've done 40 minutes of incredible work, and then you get killed by something stupid. That's what happened. I didn't save anything. I didn't even save it to give it an episode to give it a, a save file, a title. It was all just a bunch of tracks thrown into Audacity. Computer died. I brought it back up. Nothing. Nothing was saved. No auto recover. Nothing. All gone. <clears throat> and by this time, it's like 8 o'clock at night. And I was... <laughs> I was accepting of it. I saw the humor in it. But I was also low-key furious. But just, it did it, you know, you know, I, I, I ate my balls, as they say. I ate my balls and fucked up. So I went to my daughter's house Friday to see her. Stayed the night there with her giant dog. While my ex-wife was out of town, I stayed there and had a wonderful night. Came back Saturday because tomorrow, uh, the 30th, is my birthday. So it's birthday weekend with dad, which was great. Came back Saturday, but slept like shit because not my bed. My wife's bed is horrible to me. She loves it. It's super squishy. It's great. It's a giant bed. Um, it's just super soft, and her pillows are super soft. And I like a more firm, Spartan, you know, a little more support. So I sleep. So I slept like shit. So when I came home, the plan was to grind out the episode, 200th episode, yay, and then be done with it. But I came home having not slept, like, in a, in a bad way. <laughs> so I went home and just took a nap, in quotes, slept the day away, and then brings us to today, which is Sunday, when I'm finishing things up. But when the meat of that is, when I turn my laptop back on, because I left it powered off, when I was gone over the weekend, turned it on, rebooted, brought up Audacity, and it sent a message that it hadn't said the first time, which is like, hey, you know, quit unexpectedly, but we can recover some of this. We can make a partial recovery, perhaps. So I said, sure. Why didn't you tell me this Friday night when I turned you back on? But okay. So it recovered um, just about everything. So I had to bring up some tracks again, and hopefully I didn't miss anything, but um, there were a couple traps tracks that were corrupted that I just replaced, but uh, in some of the talking. 
But some of the talking is from Thursday and some of the talking is from today, Sunday. So if there's any um, continuity errors, that's what that is. If you're like, what the fuck he just said, that's what's going on. And uh, a, a better man than I would go through and re-record the whole thing to make it smooth. But um, I am myself, which means I'm not a better man than I. I am I. So I decided to just roll with it and carry on. But I did get another song, Wanton Song, and I might drop another couple in. What else? I do have something else for you. Jesus. What is it? Untitled Fire. When the levee breaks. Oh. Yeah. What I have is a... An incredible, something deeply magical about this date. It's from the Boston Tea Party, January 26th, 1969. Uh, Luis Ray says it's the best Zeppelin concert of all time, of them all. And he may not be wrong. It's something crazy good about it. And there's a, I, I still think in my heart that there's kind of an echo of the Velvet Underground vibe in this show. Because the Velvet Underground had their residence at the Boston Tea Party. That's where they played. If they weren't on tour somewhere, they were playing the Boston Tea Party and Max's Kansas City in New York. And they had just been there. They were the band that had played prior to Zeppelin's um, little gig. I think they did the 23rd, 25th, and 26th. Uh, and, and the Underground played just before them. And I know Jimmy had Underground influences like he played... Uh, waiting for the man with the Yardbirds in '68, really well too. Maybe I'll hunt that down. Hey, if I can get it, it'll be a YouTube rip, so it might suck. But hang on, he said to the people listening to this as all one thing and not in real time. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can do that because that's badass. Anyway, I think um, there's just a, there's just a vibe. Uh, of this uh, very psychedelic, but also very dissonant. There's a err to it that just reminds me of the underground at this time. Because um, I like the underground as well. Because who doesn't? They were awesome. But long story short, how many more times from this show, January 26, 1969, and while you're listening to it, and there's some cool shit because they're brand new. I mean, nobody knew who they were. I don't think the album was out yet. You know, they had been on the road for in America for like a month. Brand, brand new band. And they came out and just fucking annihilated. Um, This is, I think, I think this is the legendary four hour show. But I don't know. It's magical. And how many more times is great. Um, Adjust your ears. It's an audience tape, but it is awesome. And there's quite a bit of Yardbirds call outs in this because i mean at this point they were essentially the new yardbirds even if they were led zeppelin here they were riding on um you know whatever whatever momentum was left from the yardbirds and that's what brought people in was hey let's go see that guy from the yardbirds he has a new band so how many more times january 26 1969 and while you're doing that i'm going to see if i can find and how it sounds, the uh, Yardbirds 1968 performance of Waiting for the Man. Oh, yes, I definitely should, because there's a continuity between the two of those. All right, a, a commonality, rather. All right, here I go in 
Joy.
Oh my God, that was so good. So good. <clears throat> Imagine seeing that as a brand new band. Just going out. Um, you're in Boston. You're going to you're going to college at one of eight thousand colleges in Boston. You're 19 years old. You're 20 years old. You're 21 years old. And you just go out with your buddies and go see the tea party and uh, go see this new band. Apparently, it has the guy from the Yardbirds. The Yardbirds were pretty dope when you saw them a year before. <clears throat> so you pay your couple dollars and you go to this club that you go to because it's in your neighborhood and you see that from guys you never heard of before or maybe you heard them on bcn um the radio station in town was very very good to zeppelin and close to them at the time um one of the djs was peter wolf from the jake isles band the singer um but most importantly <clears throat> excuse me pardon me um was J.J. Jackson, who ended up a VJ on MTV, but that's how he got his in with the band and was able to interview them throughout the years is because when they were brand new, he gave them love. And, you know, Zeppelin was always run kind of like an organized crime family. And at the beginning, when they needed help, he gave help and they, did, they remembered that. So he got to interview them when nobody else could. He got to interview them... The day after uh, the second Nebworth, August 12th, 1979, he got, he got to interview Robert and Jonesy. <clears throat> so that's a payoff. So just imagine going to see that and going, holy fuck. Maybe you heard Dazed and Confused or something on the radio. If anybody would have gotten an advanced copy of Zep 1, it would be BCN. <clears throat> so. Holy shit. Now, what I want to play for you is, and I loved the bode for your love. Jeepers, creepers, it was good. And some over, under, sideways, down as well. Now, what I'm going to play for you is from, I think, some date in May of 1968. Um, it's not the 31st, I don't think, or maybe it is. <clears throat> it's the Yardbirds playing Waiting for My Man. Now, the interesting thing about that, aside from being an awesome song by the Velvet Underground, written by Lou Reed, um, is that it evolves into what would become a Led Zeppelin song. And it's super cool in the way it does that. And you will see, well, you've already guessed it if you put together the commonality between the last Led Zeppelin song and this but fuck it listen to it it's really really good and um apologies for the quality i ripped it off of youtube to mp3 so it is what it is and uh it's great enjoy it it's just like four minutes and it's super fun and it rocks and it really was like oh yeah the yardbirds were a good band holy shit i mean holy shit listen
So wasn't that cool? Wasn't that super duper duper cool? Nice. And good band. So let's wrap it up there. Thank you, my friends. It's like 200 episodes is cool, but I've done with the classic rock, I don't know, close to 400, I think, which is crazy. And it's just a number like age. So thank you so much for bearing with me, staying with me, listening to the music, enjoying the music, sharing the music, etc. And thank you especially to my patrons who make this all possible. So thank you, my friends, Keith and Tilda, Brian, Matt, Jeff, stupid pop-up ad that Patreon had to just throw up while I'm reading. Jesus Christ, guys. Lighten up. Where was I? Matt, Jeff, Glynn, Steve, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Andrew, Philip, Picard, Knegern, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob, Evan, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, Other David, Bonzo Billy, Mimo, Jeremy, and Avi of the Raven Avatar. Christ. Everybody, going back to the long, long ago, thank you so much. I'll be back Thursday with another Led Zeppelin or something. Zeppelin-y for you. Um, oh, and something I want to do is I'm going to spend some time Thursday uh, recommending uh, some YouTube channels and things because there's some really cool shit out there on YouTube, really deep dive stuff that makes me extremely jealous. Um, <laughs> but it's great that I want to talk about because there's, it, there's mm, gorgeous. All right, so next time, Thursday. I love you. Take care of yourselves and each other. And thank you very, very much. Click and we're done.